We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend and my spiritual rock climbing soul sibling. Thank you for energetically being part of my day and allowing me to be a part of yours. I'm incredibly honored. So wouldn't it be amazing if we could open the door to wisdom beyond our human understanding and perhaps take a glimpse into everything our soul has experienced, knows, as well as our true place and purpose in this world and beyond. My guest today says this, in fact, is not only a possibility, but available to us through the Akashic Records. And part of her gift and purpose is accessing these records and guiding the souls that are guided to her in knowing more deeply who they are, why they're here, what they're supposed to be doing, and even more. So we're so fortunate to be here with Mary Medeiros. Mary is an Emmy Award winning director who stumbled upon the Akashic field 12 years ago. It piqued her interest, and she found it deeply resonated for her. She delved into her education, and today Mary is a certified advanced Akashic Records practitioner, opening the records as part of her passion and purpose and gift, as she uplifts, informs, and empowers others. I recently had a reading with her myself and have to say it was amazing. Today, I'm so happy to be able to introduce her and share her with you. We had a lovely conversation last week and are continuing the conversation about what the Akashic Records are, how we can tap into them, how they can support us, and how all that Mary has learned so far can help each of us in coming to a place of greater peace, clarity, understanding, and happiness in our own lives. So Mary, thank you for saying yes to a second interview with me here on Journey to Center. This is exciting. Thank you for having me back. This is great. Absolutely. So let's just start with this. You are a certified advanced Akashic practitioner. What exactly does that mean? Well, what happened for me and why I have become that is um, I was uh, led to series of events, synchronistic events, but I was led to the records a few times, didn't really pay attention and then finally did. And when I did, um, it was by reading... um, a book of three books, actually, by Linda Howe. And I always say there's a Linda Moulton Howe of UFOlogy, who is wonderful, but this is a different Linda Howe. Linda Howe runs the <clears throat> her own center of uh, for Akashic Studies out of Chicago. And uh, Linda's first book is about her own journey <clears throat> as a seeker and how she came to the records and how she found the records. And in that book, that first book, which is called How to Read Your Akashic Records, I was, um, I just, I like, I like to describe it as I just inhaled the book when it almost hit me on the head off of a shelf in a bookstore. And, and I took it home and it was just so easy. And I started opening my records and I realized that this was something that I, was being it just felt like I was supposed to be doing this more of it I'll say so um, I read all three of her books and then I was led to study you know through her center and become you know a practitioner so part of what the studies involved was um, certainly in Linda's books she takes you through how to heal your own wounds through the Akashic records and you're opening your records a lot and 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 then you're sharing in record readings with 
other sort of um, people who are studying with her, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like, you're just in the records a lot and you're in your own records. You're not, you know, doing, we would practice on each other, so to speak, uh, and open the records of each other. But, um, but it was a lot of healing work mm-hmm. and that's all outlined in these books of hers. And that's how I was led to the records. And the more that I worked in the records, the more I knew. It's like when you start to do something or if you discover something and and when you discover something about yourself, whatever that gift is, it just gets easier and easier and you just keep going and going. That's yeah. kind of that's what happened. Yeah. And and it that, you know, that's how I wound up where I am now. And when I was opening my records and dealing with my own issues and asking questions about things I was confused about, the way that I would do it is I would be at my computer and I would just open my records, say my say the pathway prayer process, which is uh, a sacred prayer to open the records. Mm -hmm. And then I would just ask, type out my questions and I would hear, I just would hear these profound messages. And, Mm -hmm. And the messages would address what I was asking about for my own life. And then more and more and more and more about humanity, about things like just amazing stuff. And so as that started to happen, that's when I was led to, um, I'll say I was guided to writing a book and actually writing three books. And it was my own guides, my own master teachers and loved ones that imparted to me that gentle nudge, that gentle suggestion that um, they would like to use me to impart more profound messaging for humanity at this time. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how it all evolved for me. And I found it interesting that you said you can also um, tap into Akashic Records for animals, for pets. Is that true? Yes, it is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've done that quite often. I mean, I have, uh, I've always had pets in my life, my babies. And um, the way that we do it, it's interesting because it, it, the, the one factor that is very important in opening records, I can't run around and open anyone's records. Mm-hmm. Um there's a, you know, we have divine contracts and it uh, requires the permission of the person. And mm-hmm. so what do we do with animals? And what we do is we're, we're in the presence of that pet, that animal, and we ask them. And I've done this with uh, one of my dog, well, two of my dogs and some of my cats. I'll just ask them, like my little guy, Rufus, Rufus, uh, do you want mommy to open up your Akashic records? And he will look at me or lick me. And that's, they, they indicate that it's a yes. Their being will, sh- you can feel it. You can feel a yes. And I had, I had one dog and every time I asked her, her name was Maggie. And I said, Maggie, do you want me to, do you want me to open your records? And she would just turn away. She would mm-hmm. look away. Mm-hmm. And, and that would tell me no. And I had to honor that. So I have a sensitivity about that to begin with. So, um, I feel confident about the answers that I get Mm -hmm. because sometimes they just don't want their records open. Mm -hmm. We also can open the records of anything that is public domain because that means it's etched in the ethereal realm, in the Akashic realm as a signature, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And the way that we, you know, the way that we access any records is through the signature of our names because words are signatures and our name is a signature. And that's how I, in my prayer, will open, let's say, your records or anyone else's records. So it's important for me to know how that person is referred to as their name legally, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And with 
uh, locations. We can do locations if they're public. So an address, it's the specific address of a house, let's say. And I can call forth the actual energy of the house and the land and that address because it is already etched in the records. Interesting. Um, so we can also do sacred sites, um, which I haven't done yet. Um, but uh, but anyway, yes to pets. And I'm, I'm anxious to work with horses. Ah, um, I, have, I have several. <laughs> I have to I'd love to for you to work with them. <laughs> yeah. So do you need to be in person to do a reading or to uh, do a reading with an animal? How does that work? I actually don't need to be in person. However, the flow of the information does work really well when it's when we're in the same proximity. Mm -hmm. I mean, OK, so I do readings through Skype, as you and I had done, but we're mm -hmm. really looking at each other and we're engaged in that same moment with each other energetically. So it is as if we're in the same room. Um, right. I actually I have done I have opened the records for individuals and written them, you know, with their permission and not actually done the reading. But mm -hmm. I find that it's a different it's uh, the information is still profound. It's but it, it you know what it feels like to me? It feels as if that the realm of that person is a little bit further out of reach to me. Right. Versus when they're sitting in front of me, whether it's on our computers or or like literally in the same room. So mm -hmm. I, I feel especially with animals that um, I prefer to be in their presence. And mm -hmm. that's how I've done it so far with well, and that's not true. There was one friend of mine whose dog was was about to pass, and I did open his records. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, it was more of an overview and less direct. But when right. I'm really in the energetic presence, I think what happens is that the being of that animal is uh, engaging in the energy in that specific moment with me in that physical space. That's what it feels like anyway to me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really amazing what they will say. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So we need to get you to Boise because I want okay. you to meet my guys in person. <laughs> oh, I would love so to. Oh, that. yeah. Roll yeah. out the red carpet. I, I've actually imagined myself just like sitting in the middle of a corral and, <clears throat> you know, and I'm just sitting and I have maybe a little tiny table and my, and, and, and my laptop is on my lap and I'm just like right in the middle and horses are running around me. And then one specific one just comes to me, and that's the one that wants their records open. It's just it's just my imagination again. But, oh, no, I'm seeing it. I have yeah. the corral. I have the horses. I can see this, too. So cool. I, I think, uh, well, and I love that you are so visual. You talk about your imagination and the visual being an important part of it. And I think that, you know, um, it, it is an important part of um, our reality here to be able to access and visualize and imagine to bring things into manifestation. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about the power of imagination and visualization from your perspective? Sure. Um, so, you know, the imagination, Walt Disney knew this. Um, mm -hmm. Children know this. Because, you know, kids come in and they remind us about the power of imagination. And um, I think I never let mine go. I think what happens is we grow up and we think, oh, imagination's over there. That's when we were little. No. <laughs> imagination has an energy. It's almost like uh, it has no perception, if we think about it. Um, it. It's not defined. You can't really define imagination. If you did, then it wouldn't be imagination anymore. <laughs> and so, you know, the Akashic realm, that's what the Akashic realm is all about. It's about that all that isness. And, and the the energy, I feel like imagination is this pathway 
between non-physical and physical. Ah, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's like a bridge. Yeah. Yes. It's like a bridge. And so when non-physical is going to impart something to us, um, if we allow our imaginations to receive it, if we're open to that, we can receive it in any way, shape or form. It can, that's why, you know, to some person, the one, one idea will manifest differently than another person because our imaginations are, it's, I think what it is, is the imagination path is related to that aspect of ourselves and who we are. Maybe we don't know that, but that's what makes it each of us, uh, come out with different things. I'll say from our imaginations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I said, Walt Disney, because I, I really, you know, it's interesting about Walt Disney is that during a meditation group, one, one time I was at this gathering and it was a group group meditation and it was really deep and it was long and there was a suggestion about, you know, receiving who our guide might be in that moment. And Walt Disney popped in <laughs> for me. And it made sense for me because Walt Disney to me and, and magic and imagination is so powerful as is music. Same thing. It's another, you know, between the two worlds, uh, a connector. <clears throat> but it's also so expansive. Um, and I have a like a really neat story about imagination. Um, it's from Elizabeth Gilbert's book. She's the one who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And there's a book mm -hmm. she has called The Big Magic. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Your listeners, like you will enjoy it if you love playing around with imagination and ideas. This is a wonderful book. And what mm -hmm. she talks about is how there's an essence to ideas, inventions, creations, and they exist on their own in the ethers. And this is different than the Akashic realm, of course. But for imagination's sake, an idea is floating around the ethers. And maybe that idea we can use an ex as an example, Harry Potter. So Harry Potter was floating around. <clears throat> and it found, um, is it R.K., Rowling, whatever her name? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so it found her, right? There was a, definitely, there had to be a signature match. But what's interesting, what Elizabeth Gilbert talks about is that an, imagine, an imaginative thing, idea, it's an essence itself. And so it goes around, it goes around, it goes, oops, I think Tammy's a match. And <laughs> it comes in, <clears throat> and you will get it in various ways. You might get it on your horse. You might get it in dream time. You might, who knows? But you get something. What happens is that <clears throat> that essence of whatever it is, it likes the match, and all it wants is to become manifest. Mm -hmm. And what often happens wants to be born. is mm -hmm. wants to be born. And what often happens is we will receive it and we'll go awesome and we'll sort of dive in. And some of us will go, okay, not now, but I love this idea, but not now. And we'll put it on a shelf or, and then Elizabeth Gilbert describes the essence of the idea, let's say, or the imaginative thing as sitting in a corner, filing its nails, waiting for us to take it off <laughs> to the get shelf ready. <laughs> and to, to, to really just manifest it. And right. what happens is if we keep not manifesting, it leaves and it goes back into the ethers, floats around, looks for another match. And when it does find another match, it may become manifest in that situation. And then quite often we'll look at something and go, that was my idea because mm -hmm. it, we thought it came in to us first when really it was just looking for its own match. And so I just like energetic uh, parents or mother or something or mother or co-creator. Yes. I love that. That's an I know. Me too. It's a I think it is too. And, and of course, when I read that, it was like my imagination loved that one. Um, it's just fun. So we get to play around with that all and imagination. Yeah, yeah, it has 
it has no, like our conscious um, minds can't wrestle imagination. Really think about it. It's just not possible. Yeah. So uh, now I'm having an idea or a visualization of something I want to do and that um, just going into that meditative state and asking what wants to be birthed through me. What wants to be birthed through me that uh, would like physical manifestation in the world and uh, I'll see what comes forward. That's kind of a fun, that seems like a fun exercise or tool to play with. It is fun. And you just, and then that's all you have to do. And then uh, as Abraham Sick, uh, Abraham Hicks often says, then go pet your cat or, you know, or, or, or go be with your horses. Because yeah. it's all, all too often we think we have to consciously Force wrestle, it, push it, force it, re- yeah, wrestle it to the ground, figure it out. We, I have to know, I have to know. And no, it's actually, we have to not know. Otherwise, it can't come in. Well, and it sort of reminds me of what's coming forward in my mind's eye is planting a seed. After you do that, you don't have to like dig it up and see if it's growing. Or if you're pregnant, you just allow it time to gestate and yes. just um, let the divine do what it does while you just go about your business of petting your cat or riding your horse or yes. uh, making an omelet or whatever it is you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is really how it works. It's, you know, isn't it amazing, Tammy, that life is so much easier than we make it, isn't it? I love that. I know Abraham Hicks says that. Lighten up. It's, Lighten it's up. more fun. <laughs> it's like, have fun with this. You're taking this way too seriously. Right. And I feel like that as I've done a lot of my healing work. And, you know, we address this in um, my reading with you. As we do our healing work from childhood or <clears throat> stuff we've brought in, as we bring love and compassion to our memories and our wounds, things do start to feel lighter and things start to feel like just like a deep breath, there's more ease and there's more joy available to us as we let go of those burdens or as we heal those heartbreaks. Yes. All you know, what very often what I have found people become very upset about is they look, if we, the things we're speaking of now, a lot of people will say, yeah, but the world is in such a mess and look at politics and, rah, 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 and they do that. And mm-hmm. that's that brings us to the <clears throat> the biggest topic of all that I'm sure will be a huge part of the book I'm doing is the ego conscious mm-hmm. and the ego conscious that it doesn't really exist. It is only the, our perception of it that makes it exist. Right. From and my perspective, what ego mm-hmm. is, is just navigating from the perception of separation, which is just a perception. It's just a perception. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, like, so people have a hard time with that sometimes, but not when we're in the records because the healing energy is there and it's right. just love, 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 love. And we can talk about that when we're in the records. It's actually easier to talk about the fact that there's no ego, really, that it's our looking at it and agreeing it exists is what gives it life and that it really is not there. Really, really all that's there is love. Right. And I get that. And I, you know, I got that my whole life. And when I was younger, I remembered, and I think I shared this with you last night, I did remember being made fun of for being pie in the sky, thinking everybody was really good when they weren't. I mean, that's what my family was telling me. And I was, and I, and it was really hard for me. I felt very, you know, Abraham says this too, it's lonely on the leading edge. I felt really lonely growing up. I felt like I was on the wrong planet. I felt yes. like I was messed up. And um, I'm so glad I held on to that. 
because <laughs> it's informed my entire life. I've been yelled at for being too nice. Have you ever had that one? <laughs> I've been in trouble <laughs> in art classes because I'm too whimsical. <laughs> oh, oh because gosh. I grew up, I, when I was a little kid, I literally thought I was Tinkerbell. That was my oh, I nickname. I really, I was mad when my mom told me at five years old when I went to school that my name wasn't really Tinkerbell. It was Tammy. I wouldn't answer her. I was mad. And, oh. um, yeah, I had to, I, I guess I had to let go of that for a while, but I've come full circle and I totally see myself as this magical spry, you know, that likes to spread sparkles. And uh, if people think I'm Pollyanna and I have gotten bulked at and laughed at, I really don't care. You know, right. I'm just here to do me. I'm just here to be the piece of puzzle that I am and enjoy my journey. And uh, I've done a lot of work to let go of that self-doubt or that people-pleasing tendency that I had. And um, if people yeah. look at me and frown, I understand it's because they're in their own pain. I don't yes. take it on anymore. I send them blessings of compassion and I just go about my way. Yes, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And thank God you kept going. Because, you know, some people, when they are beat up for being, you know, um, in quotes, pie in the sky, they can choose another path sometimes. And they get beaten, like their life gets beaten out of them sometimes. And yes. energetically by their environment. Of course, that becomes part of their soul's uh, journey as well. Um, yes. And we, we discover what that means when we're in the records. But I'm glad that you kept going and kept honoring Tinkerbell. Mm. I think it's great. Oh, I think so. I feel like I've come home to myself. And you mentioned this during our reading that, you know, so much of who we are can be seen or um, revealed or perceived when we were young. And to me, the journey of the hero is coming full circle and integrating that young, wise, magical, joy-filled um, being that we were when we came in fresh from the other side of the veil yep. because there is so much information about who we are and why we're here if we can um just perceive and remember and and open our minds to that um that magic yes and honor it and honor it and not honor look at it. it like that was when i was little and now i'm here and life is tough we it's know like, so much when we're young. We know what makes us happy and brings yep. us joy. We don't have to sit around and think about, hmm, what do I want to do? We want to play. And That's for right. me, that meant sitting in my yard and drawing pictures of horses or pretending I was a horse. And I got way off track with a lot of things, as we all do. We buy into what other people think of us and say we should do. And, and we seem to buy into this. But then if we keep going and keep saying yes, our own heart and soul, we may find that a lot of those things that we experience as a child come back. Yes. Lead, letting, leading with our hearts, which is the most powerful part of us. Um, you know, somebody, you're speaking of children and somebody recently asked me, what, what, how would you describe the Akashic records to a 10 year old? And my answer was, I wouldn't have to. They get it. <laughs> yeah, really, they're living it. It's what you're talking about. I mean, thank gosh, thank God we have children, right, to, to remind us of who we are. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and I'm I'm grateful to be able to recall myself as a child and, and invite her back into my life. I'm living my inner child's wildest dreams That's great. right now with my horses and just my art. And it, it's amazing. And I'm so, yeah, I'm so grateful that I let go of other people's um, perception of me and notion of who I was supposed to be and quit shooting on myself. Well, see, and now you get to show people um, what's possible. Yeah. Be and the living example. Be and the change you want to yes. see in the world. Well, and, and to the, me, that's peace and beauty and joy. 
mm-hmm. celebration. And, and it really helps to when we have had rough journeys at some point in our lives that where contrast. we've experienced, yeah, mm-hmm. when we've experienced the unlove and unlovingness um, from outside of ourselves, that it, it that is that is when we then come into what you're talking about, the space that you're in now, um, when people see you, they're not going to go, well, she always had it easy. Ah, uh, you know, and it's like, then you go, no, let's talk. And then they, you know, and that really helps. It shouldn't, we shouldn't have to have that, but it really helps other people go, Oh, okay. I thought my life was bad. Oh, this is well, interesting. She can do it. I can do it. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why yes. I wrote those books that they're healing guides. Like, yeah. if I can do it, you can do it, too, because I was That's at great. the bottom of the barrel and now I'm at the highest heights. But, yeah, sometimes that contrast can motivate and inspire us to do things radically different mm-hmm. and open our minds to other possibilities. And I'm grateful that I said yes. I'm grateful that you said yes. Thank you. And I'm grateful that my listeners said yes to hanging out with us here today. So we just have like a minute and a half left here, Mary. Do you have any final words of wisdom and maybe a way people can get a hold of you? Um, Okay, so I'm going to just share something that will be in the book. So it's a little excerpt from what will be there. And it's just a message from Divine about something. Uh, And then I'll share how to get hold of me. Um, Here's what they said. Uh, The powerful energy of love is parting the veil between human and non-physical in a joyful dance, Mm -hmm. a dance that joins the common knowing that both sides experience of each other. Non-physical is experiencing physical, and physical is knowing that non-physical is present. Now that they have been joining together, the ego does not need to be in power. It is simply love, just love. This Mm -hmm. is creating a fantastic new energy with a power that both sides can ride on. This joyous, interaction is creating the new future of mankind. Mm. Um, I just love that message. And these messages are timeless. Um, so are. you can reach me at my website. What is it again? Let's see. Spirittherapybymary.com. And my email is a divine realm at gmail.com. Um, yeah, these messages are really powerful. When I reread them, they're reactivated and they have a different, um, life to them and that's because the quantum field is always shifting so the messages are shifting with the quantum field it's bizarre Mm -hmm. and wonderful all at once it's like the ocean of love and the waves keep rolling and yes if we want we can open our minds and hearts to this cosmic love affair which is available to all of us we just have to say yes and have the courage to go for it Mm -hmm. yes Yes. And I'm glad. I'm so glad. So grateful you said yes to this conversation with us here today on Empower Radio. You are a joy. And uh, to my friends and guests and listeners, certainly if you want to know more about your soul's um, agenda, journey, intentions, desires, joy, I think uh, a reading with Mary would probably bring you I know I'm confident and uh, can almost guarantee it'll bring you clarity and great joy. And uh, I also want to say you bring me great joy. Doing this radio show for the past decade has expanded my mind and heart in ways that I could not have predicted. And one of my favorite things is to get messages from you, my friends and listeners, my darlings. So if you want to be in touch with me, I'd be so happy to hear from you at TammyBPhD at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, TammyBPhD.com, download my free ebook and guided meditation and uh, just continue the conversation with me. I'm so grateful for you and honored 
by your presence in my life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take good, gentle, loving care of yourself and let's connect again soon. Onward and upward. <laughs>